Hello, thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Crash, the UK Geek Podcast. This is episode 372, recorded on Sunday, the 14th of February, 2021. And the time at the beginning of the show was supposed to be 2300 hours, but I was faffing around with a microphone. So it is actually, right now, 230122. One second. And I'm back. Just messing around with a gain. I have to apologise in advance. Today, there is going to be some repetition as we recap from episode 369, and I update you about the total studio chaos that has been happening for various reasons, including health and me faffing around with a podcasting platform and computer hardware problems. As usual, it is a miracle that you heard the last few podcasts at all. We always seem to be hovering at the edge of chaos. Like, I don't know, Professor Moriarty and Sherlock Holmes fighting at the edge of the Reichenbach Falls. <laughs> and even the faffing at the beginning of the show. Oh. Yeah, I've been looking at my editing workflow, and man, it sucks. I'm not sure why I'm doing so much editing. Well, actually, I know exactly why I'm doing so much editing. It's because I have to fix so many things in post. So I have now, yet again, decided to try out my mic booster. I'm not overly fond of it, because of the clean boost... It means that I can't get away with as many vocal crimes as I usually do and have those sounds covered over by a slightly hissy mic. Okay, let's start off with the updates in the pre-show section, which aren't really relevant to culture or technology or creative matters. They're just personal things. Let me update you about my migraine. I've talked about this several times, and let's start off with what they are. They are genuinely migraines, proper serious ones with auras, and if I'm not careful, they can last weeks. They're not just those sexist sitcom tropes from the 1970s where... Usually the wife says, Oh darling, I have a headache, not tonight. And they've been getting worse. I did, however, finally ring my doctor and I had a telephone appointment. And when he went through all the usual diagnostic things, he asked me things like, Have I been sleeping well? Am I feeling tired or stressed? which inevitably led me to laughing down the phone at him, because the answer is, well, you've heard my podcast, yes, to all three. In the end, he prescribed some triptans, I think that's what they're called. That's why I've written in my show notes, I hope I haven't got that wrong. 
and they're supposed to help with migraines. When I told him, though, that I'm not really worried about the pain caused by migraines, I'm just worried that the migraines might not be migraines and it might be something terrible. He said, take them anyway as a kind of diagnostic tool, because if they work, he'll know that my migraines are not something, and I'm quoting here, more sinister. (laughs) (laughs) That's a a terrible bedside manner, isn't it? Something... Not more sinister. Ah, the other bit of chaos that has added to the general chaos of Roy's life is that the car, which I've mentioned before, having strange knocking noises coming from underneath, and having been told by the mechanic, no, there's nothing wrong that they could find, well, those strange knockings are still knocking. I don't know what that means. And on top of all of that, the house has sprung a monstrous leak. I know this because I received my latest water bill, and it was enormous. I rang up the water people, and they talked me through checking the water meter and turning off the stop tap. Sorry if I sound a little questioning in my tone, but I'm not really sure what all these things are. Well, I am now, now that I've done all those things. And apparently the leak is probably somewhere between the house and the mains. They had a look at my water usage, and they told me that it had gone from... I think the units are litres? 180 litres to, wait for it, 700 litres a day, which is the sort of amount you would expect if I was running an elephant washing business. I did manage to finally get through to the insurers, and then the insurers sent me to their subcontractors, and their subcontractors arranged a plumber from their pool of sub-subcontractors. Amazingly, after several phone calls to speed up the process, because, man, this was never going to happen without me chasing people up. Uh, Apparently, a plumber will be here at some time tomorrow. Afternoon, I think. I hope. Let's hope he can uh, plug that leak. I haven't even got to the bit where I say Happy Valentine's Day, but no, why should I even say that? I take it back. A humbuggery on Valentine's Day. Let's just do the show. Let's start off with the one piece of culture that I have written up some notes on, and that is the stand. Yes, there is, of course, this big other Stephen King re-adaptation because there was a TV show when was that? Back in the 90s? I think this new version of The Stand is average. 
I don't hate it. It has a bigger budget than the last time they tried this, but it doesn't seem any better or worse than that. If I were you, I would seek out his first publication of The Stand, which is shorter than the one he wanted to publish, and also is unadulterated by his later editing. Let's just call it that. Yeah, that's the version of the novel that I read, and that's really good. That's really it for the culture stuff that I wanted to talk about this week. Let's move on to some technological moaning. Brace yourself, we're going in. Okay, technology. You heard (laughs) before about my recent podcast migration fiasco, when I decided because I was slightly, although it never said anywhere in the terms of conditions of my web host, doing something that they disapprove of. Well, they should have put it in the T's and C's then, shouldn't they? And was hosting my MP3 files for my podcast from my shared web host. I decided to try Podbean. And it was a complete and utter disaster. The reasons for that are many, and not just Podbean's fault, but also my fault. And partly to do with a duplication of accounts that I have, because I've moved around a lot. I've lived in different countries, and like a lot of people who have lived in different countries, you end up with multiple Apple accounts anyway. A while back, after contacting Apple through Podcast Connect, my podcast was finally reactivated. The migration fiasco, nightmare, storm, (laughs) was exacerbated by not just having those two accounts, but also Apple being a total black box. If something doesn't work, you are on your own. Though, like I said, there was a contact page in Podcast Connect, which I used, and to be fair to them, they did fix it. And to be even more fair, all of big tech support is a black box. Which is, of course, exceedingly worrying for us customers. And... Also, due to all that lovely, juicy data they are sitting on. Which brings us to Apple CEO Tim Cook's slamming of Facebook. (laughs) Which, when I was writing these show notes, I mistyped as Fastbook. Which is very psychologically interesting. About privacy. He did that according to the date in my show notes on the 28th of January. I've talked about Apple being pretty good about privacy before, but sometimes I do think, does Tim really care, or is this just about slugging a competitor, or is it a bit of both? It's probably a bit of both. A short explanation of why things went so wrong 
is really, I'm not sure. I think perhaps it was the combination of cock-ups from both me and Podbean, and also the complexity of my setup, which actually isn't that complex, but because I've been DIYing things, it's not that simple to go from editing your own feed by hand to using a dedicated podcast service. All those things led to an error buried deep within a complicated system of human and code, which is just asking for trouble. I've said this before, but like a lot of things I do, sometimes I tweak them for the sake of tweaking until something just goes zap. Anyone who's into techno-hackery and identifies with Pratchett's wizards will know exactly what I mean. I used to make a living cobbling things together from things that shouldn't be cobbled together, and sooner or later, if you don't have lots of layers of redundancies and validation fail-safes and good documentation, things will go fazoom. I used to call this a cascade error. Wikipedia apparently calls it cascading failure. Let me now moan about Wikipedia. (laughs) Although a long time ago I was already annoyed by Wikipedia and had already stopped contributing to it after trying to prevent a fascist rewrite of the Battle of Cable Street, but every now and then, as useful as Jimmy's baby is, something really gets on my nerves about the free encyclopedia. And this is one of those things. It's not quite as important as that rewrite of the Battle of Cable Street, but I'm a geek, and this kind of stuff really bugs me. In the history section of the Wikipedia's Cascading Failure page, there is a section that states, and I'm going to read directly from this as a quote, Cascade failures are a relatively recent development with the massive increase in traffic and the high interconnectivity between systems and networks. The term was first applied in this context in the late 90s by a Dutch IT professional and has slowly become a relatively common term for this kind of large-scale failure. Citation needed in brackets. Really? Citation needed? Really? This sort of thing really bugs me because I was using the term cascade error years before that and I also refuse to believe that this type of failure isn't so ubiquitous as to even long predate my use and even computers. There's a very old proverb describing the similar ripple effect. For want of nail that proverb, and it's these 
ridiculous, unsubstantiated assertions that are something that really bug me about Wikipedia. And yes, I could go and edit it myself. I even have an account, but I really can't be bothered to do this sort of thing anymore. Though, of course, I can be bothered to moan about it in my pod. Because <laughs> I'm that petty. The upshot of having my host look sideways at me for running a podcast from their servers was a disastrous attempt to move to Podbean. But that's now over, and my MP3s are now hosted at archive.org. I've already mentioned that in a previous podcast. If you are debating between a paid pod host and archive.org, my advice is to use archive.org, especially if you're a DIYer and you've already got your own domain and you hand code your RSS feed. Then all you need is someplace safe to store your MP3s. And for that, archive.org is great. Disadvantages? Uploads are glacial, but the system does seem fairly robust, and you have good control over your data. That didn't always used to be the case, but it is now easy to delete stuff yourself with a free account, rather than having to go cap in hand to Jeff Kaplan, which is what always put me off about archive.org in the past. Of course, archive.org is run with the help of many moderators, so let's see how long the honeymoon lasts. Fingers crossed that they aren't the usual bloody-minded power-mad mods. The thought that my audio should stay up there indefinitely is comforting, and also, weirdly, the streamed sound is less juddery compared to my old paid web host, even played at the original resolution which is how I've set things up at the moment. About the process of uploading and controlling your stuff, there is a Python app to automate the process, but it's command line only and frankly looks complicated to use. They say it's very simple to use, it does not look simple to use. There are also examples of how to use curl from the command line, which does, in fact, look easier, although, according to them, it's harder. However, although there are those scripted options, I would advise people who are new to archive.org to use the web GUI until you get your head around archive.org's technical jargon which is something I'm still getting to grips with. I do wish archive.org had FTP or SFTP for account holders, but apparently this is a security risk and was disabled some time ago. If I ran an archive for the sake of simplicity, I would allow SFTP. But that's my personal opinion. I said there were other reasons for the chaos lately. Let's get on to total computer failure. So, as if the 
migraines and the podcasting problems and the car problems and the house leaking problems weren't enough, I also experienced total computer failure. By that I mean my Mac Mini late 2012's Windows partition fell apart and refused to boot. In desperation, I did try Ubuntu, and I found it mostly okay, but in the end, I just started using the Mac the way it was intended, because there were some really complicated problems with Linux on my Mac Mini. There were some boot errors that I just couldn't resolve, Although I could use the system, it was a bit worrying that so many errors showed up on boot. Since my Mac was so out of date, I installed a lot of updates and I installed Catalina, the notorious Catalina. It took a long time and then I had to get used to the new operating system. And also the absence of some of my favourite Windows-only programs. Like Notepad 2, the utterly irreplaceable MP3 tag, which is so incredibly useful to podcasters. And I know the chap who is behind MP3 tag is working on a Linux and a macOS native version, but it's not out yet. And also my highly customized version of Vim. And there are many, many other programs that I use as well. And by the way, before I go on, yeah, the reason I upgraded to Catalina is because there weren't that many programs on the Mac as it was. Because I've been using Windows for so long that there was barely anything in the Mac partition. So my view was most people have problems with Catalina because they use legacy software. I wasn't using any legacy software. I was really starting from scratch. I thought why not just upgrade to the most recent version of the operating system that you can and Catalina was it for the Mac Mini late 2012. You can't go any further. You can't go to Big Sur Anyway, back to software that I need to use in my day-to-day life. I did try replacing Vim with MacVim, but so far I've found it a bit terrible. The special keys are complicated by the Mac command key, and also the location of the runtime files. I'm just not sure what's going on. Instead of using MacVim on MacOS, right now I'm staring at BB Edit, which is excellent. Mac fans will be glad to hear me say that, but yeah, I think it's a great program. I am using the free version, and it says on the top right-hand corner, evaluation, bracket, 25 days left, close bracket. So I'm not sure what will be disabled after 25 days or whether I'll still be using MacOS after 25 days. But so far, BB Edit is pretty good. As well as not having the software I'm used to, there are also the quirks of Mac, of which 
there are many, including, and this is a weird one, Macos being harder on my eyesight for some indefinable reason that I just can't work out. And it really is, because I've got a another machine that someone gave me, an old i3, and that has Windows XP installed on it. And when you boot it up, although I have some problems with it, the desktop and the fonts and everything are much, much better than you get on the Mac. I just don't know why. Okay then, lots of problems with using the Mac, but apart from not being able to see it very well, which is a fairly big problem, I have to say that I found Catalina a lot better than Mojave. And also, well done, MacOS, for being so stable. If you are then debating whether to get a Mac, and now, of course, they've got those splendid new M1 Macs, just have a think about whether you are okay being locked into Apple's hardware and software ecosystem and an almost complete lack of customizability. If you're okay with those things, stuff generally does just work. Anyway, this is getting longer and longer and very long-winded and boring. So to cut a long and very annoying and boring story shorter, in the long term, as much as I hate Windows, I've had more than 30 years selecting and customizing a very specific set of tools that I know really well. That means using a Mac is only a temporary solution and I am currently seeking to replace it with a cheap PC. I mentioned that I had access to an i3 PC. The trouble is, it's a bit too old and I've got a lot of newish hardware, USB 3 stuff, that this older PC seems to have trouble with. And another thing I had forgotten, being spoiled by Apple, is that a lot of desktop PCs don't actually have built-in Wi-Fi. So that would be another thing I'd have to upgrade. I'd have to get Wi-Fi, USB 3 probably. And also this PC only has four gig of RAM. That's really unacceptable as I'm already using only 4 gig of RAM in my Mac. It's just not enough nowadays. The point is, although I have that PC, and it didn't cost me anything, I don't think it's really going to cut it. I do have a resent having to buy a PC. They are surprisingly expensive. I don't know what's going on. Well, I do know what's going on. There's a pandemic and lots of people are at home and lots of people are not making computers. A high demand combined with people not making stuff means the price of laptops and desktops is pretty damn high. This isn't the best time to be buying a PC. Okay, I think we've got to end this bit because I'm starting to get really annoyed talking about it. <laughs> oh, I don't think I've really got anything else to add today. 
Let's see. No. I'll leave some fun stuff for the next pod when we return to doing Doctor Who. So stay tuned and subscribe and all that good stuff. Well, if you're listening, you're probably subscribed. Unless you're one of those lazy people who only click on the link that I post in Twitter. Come on, subscribe. You know you want to. You'll thank me later. This show is made by me, Roy Martha, a writer. Martha is spelt M-A-T-H-U-R. You can find more about me or get in touch at RoyMartha.com. If you want to help, and why wouldn't you want to help, please review and rate the show on whatever platform you listen, though I would strongly urge you to pay close attention to Apple Podcasts. (laughs) You can also recommend Crash to a friend or a mortal enemy, or click on the contact or support link on the website. And that is it for the moaning of this week. You were listening to Captain Roy's Rocket Radio Show Crash, the UK podcast for the culture geek, technology nerd and creative wizard, and moaners of infinite capacity. This was episode number 372, recorded on Sunday the 14th of February 2021. And the time at the end of the show is 23.40.34. Thanks for listening, and bye-bye for now. Bye.